Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is up, VGN crowd? It's Rodney here in studio with uh, Will, as always. Hello. And finally, joining us is our other co-host, Mark. Glad to be here. And uh, we got in studio today, pro gamer... I can't see your hat. BJCMS. Yes, hi. Thank you guys for having me. Mark, Rodney, Will. All right, so uh, today we're going to talk about the pro gaming community and everything it has to offer right now. All right, so uh, last week we... uh, Sent out a little threat to Mark that um, we would uh, do to him if he didn't show up this week. So uh, we actually didn't tell him what it was. We're going to wait, get his reaction raw here. So uh, here's what we said last week, Mark. It's going to be it's going to be a gooder. Unfortunately, Mark's been uh, doing some life things, so he's been able, unable to join us. But I've told him that if he doesn't join us next week, we're going to beat him with Nintendo 64 controllers. And not just regular ones, like the ones where that button to push that you release the rumble pack like that's been removed and it's just like the needle sharp like spring sticking out like that controller so it it, w- it would hurt quite a bit i feel like the rumble pack would be just as painful though those things are bricks <laughs> either way look out mark <laughs> the battery ass it's coming out of the batteries <laughs> so uh what do you think of that mark well uh first off that would that would really hurt and i gotta defend myself here this is a very fairly new program, and um, we're just getting started here. And I got sick, okay? And that doesn't do anyone any favors, me coming in here and getting everybody sick. I'm here now, and we're ready to go. Yeah, okay. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, any is um, Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, my name is Brandon James Clifford Melanson-Smith. Some call me the five-name extraordinaire. Uh, reason being because of the five names, obviously. Uh, I just play video games. I stream. I post things to YouTube occasionally. I'm, I'm fairly bad at that, to be honest. Looking to improve. 
Um, other than that, my main games are Call of Duty, recently Fortnite, and occasional PC games here and there, CS, H1Z1. Uh, those are the main two that I like to play on PC, but yeah. That's cool. All right. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm not a pro gamer because I like seem to die continuously in every game I play. Um, so you mind sharing the, the secret of being a pro gamer? Is it just a lot of Mountain Dew and a lot of Cheetos or what? Uh, I'm going to just completely disagree with that. One, I hate pop. Two, chips I do enjoy uh, occasionally. I don't actually eat a lot of candy despite my size. I don't actually eat a lot of chips and junk food of the snack sort. It just has to do with the understanding of the game and how it works and how you can position yourself to the best advantage you can get. What is the most kills you've ever got in a COD game and a Fortnite game, actually? Uh, Does this just competitive in general? Just like your your personal record? Uh, Probably 169. Is that in one game or one round? No, it would have been two rounds in Domination. Call of Duty Domination, 169 kills. Black Ops 2, what was that map called? Uh, Carbine, I believe. Something like that. I feel unworthy. <laughs> Being blessed by... Uh, I, I call you B-Jams, because um, when you look at your username on the TV when you're sitting so far away, the C looks like an A, so I just call you B-Jams. I'm okay with that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, so... Um, Thanks for joining us, Brandon, today. Um, but we needed to get to know Mark a little bit more because he, he's, he's been a little bit absent for, for a while here. So, uh, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Oh, well, I'm a PS4 gamer. Um, have been <clears throat> Sony my, my entire gaming career. And, yeah, um, my types of games are first-person shooters. I'm big into MMOs, um, role-playing, all that. Yeah, you sound like uh, you sound like a super gamer there, so that's cool. Um, any past consoles? So you just been on the PS line? Uh, yeah, it started with uh, Sony PlayStation. Um, you know, I dabbled into Xbox a little bit with when Halo came out. That was really the game. But then I didn't like what uh, 360 brought to the table, so uh, I switched over, got a PS3, and I've been uh, PS ever since. All right, so uh, Brandon, uh, you've been to some competitions, I'm sure, because you're a pro dude. Yes, I have been. I've been to multiple at this point. I would say uh, about seven in the U.S. alone. So, uh, what's the kind? What's the kind of process coming up to uh, going to competitions? So you have just whoever hosts events. Uh, it's usually between the two, MLG Major League Gaming and or UMG. It's weird because no one really understood what UMG actually stand for or stood for, sorry. And yeah, like no one still knows to this day. Very, really old people know what it stands for. But a lot of people that came in afterwards never found out what it stood for. However, uh, one of these two hosters of the tournaments will uh, tweet out via Twitter or whatever. Hey, we're selling the team passes for... UMG Orlando, MLG Dallas, anything like that. You go online, you buy your team pass, you put your four players 
and your one coach if your team has a coach. And, uh, yeah, you just purchase your team pass, you sign your players up, and they go to the event, register, get their wristbands, badges, whatever they need to get in and out of the event without being harassed. That's cool. So, like, UMG, like, it's just a big mystery similar to why people only have one name, like Beyonce or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, People would always think, like, it's, like, ultimate major gaming, something weird like that. Those three words kind of don't go together. I know. Yeah. (laughs) People would just, like, whatever each letter could stand for that might relate to a game, they just throw them in there. That's, That's what it's called to them. Oh, I was gonna put in it's it's crazy now how um, sports gaming is now brought right into the forefront. And actually, if you look at any professional sports prize, the biggest prize to be won is Dota Two. And then they hold they they have a tournament in Seattle called the International every year, and it's it's about a five million dollar prize. Now speaking on uh, Dota, is is not. Uh, the world's biggest prize now, uh, League of Legends. Brandon, you might know something about this. Uh, I'm not entirely sure whether or not it's the leading uh, esport for prize money. However, I know it's definitely up there. There's been so much money won on that game. Their production at the events from videos. I've never been to one yet, but outstanding. They have dragons flying around. It, it's It's ridiculous. I'm a big fan of Faker, and uh, his entrances lately have just been amazing in their own right. Cool. So, Brandon, uh, are there any games coming out this year that you're excited to play professionally? So, basically, I would just throw the best answer to this right now would be Fortnite. Uh, Last week, and I actually kind of discussed this with Mark a little bit earlier, they started releasing online tournaments, which you can play in Fortnite. Uh, the way they have it right now, because there's no custom key uh, servers available yet, uh, they just basically say you can do 1v1s or 2v2 tournaments. Uh, just a quick breakdown, 1v1s. You add the person you're playing against. You get into a duos game with that person. You queue you go into the game, and the way they do it is whoever, if you go into the game 1v1, you're both on the same team, but you're playing against each other. If you both land and one of you dies instantly, you both have zero kills. The person remaining alive is the winner. Now, if you both land, one of you gets five kills, then dies, the person that's left alive has to get five kills. Okay, so you drop with the other 100 people, but you're just competing um, to get kills. Yeah, to get kills, to stay alive, to just beat that one person you're playing against. Uh, The 2v2 settings, the same thing. You and your teammate uh, get together with another two. You queue into a squads match. You fall into the map. The two, the team of two that survives the longest and gets the most kills becomes the winner. You move on, blah, blah, blah. You win the tournaments, that kind of thing. That's cool. All right. Um, Fortnite, why don't we just talk about that game for a little bit? Uh, we've all played it. Uh, I've played quite a few hours of it, actually. I'm sure you have, uh, Brandon. 
Will like never wants to play with me anymore. Hey, I've been playing on PS4 as well. Yeah, I own but... every console. Come on, you got to give me a break there. Yeah, you and Mark just like do your own thing. All right, let, let me pros, uh, pose this question to Brandon here. What is the best way to go around go about winning Fortnite? Is it to, you know, be alone, kind of collect weapons, or are you trying to fortify, get to the center of a circle, fortify a base? What's your, what's your tactics? Uh, personally for me, uh, when I play and queue into a match of solos, uh, I aim to loot the first house I can find. The main guns I want to have are the AR, just the regular AR, not the burst, not a big fan. So I grab, unless it's a blue burst, blue burst, probably use it over all ARs unless it's a scar. Uh, so I look for an AR a pump shotgun, a tactical shotgun, sniper, rocket, just one of them eventually. But as soon as I land, I aim to get an AR and a shotgun, and I look to clear the town I land at. Okay, yeah, I that was uh, my next question is, are you a fan of uh, hot landing, like landing in the city with a bunch of guys and then just grab whatever you can and take them out? Or are you kind of the guy that likes to land by yourself on a little hill and then you know go from there uh so i personally love just getting straight into the fight uh, i just think i'm better than whoever's landing around so i just land if i land on a building that has a height advantage and it has an ar if i see there's an ar there i'm landing i'm grabbing it and then i am sitting up top just pew 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 pew, pew just killing everyone from above <laughs> Do you ever get into those axe fights with anyone where you both land on top of a roof and it's like, ah. All the time. Uh, if I see that's going to be a thing, if I see he's not landing anywhere and I see there's a trap or something, I'm that asshole that just runs, gets that trap, starts beating him. So he starts beating you back and then you're just like, trap. <laughs> I had a very funny experience. We went to, I, me and whoever I was playing with went to Tilt the Towers. We went to the, the middle the big middle one you break the floor and there's a chest right there and nine of us landed there and there was one gun and it was the sniper mode so it was a sni blue sniper so the one guy got it can't aim worth the hell because we're all like two feet away so eight of us were like beating each other to death with axes and then we ended up killing the guy with the sniper with our axes like it was just ridiculous i couldn't believe we won like we we're just so hot, like hot off that oh yeah uh, something to just add on to that. Uh, there's a very a very popular streamer in general, but he's been focusing on Fortnite a lot lately, and uh, his name's Nick's, Nick Merckx. Uh, it's actually really funny because they were the first group, the group of guys he plays with, they were the first ones to go for a gameplay video of no guns. So they all land and all they could use was their axes the entire time. And it was their first attempt of doing it and they ended up winning. And it was actually really insane to watch. It's that it, it was incredible to watch. It was really funny. Did, were they allowed to use walls. like traps and stuff? Traps, walls, things like that. Like you could build or you could, if you could, if you can build it, you can use it or you just use your axe or boogie bombs, something of the sort. Now, uh, I'm, I'm pretty new to Fortnite. Um, is, are the weapon drops all the same throughout the whole ta uh, map, or is it all RNG? Do they change it up like that? I'm pretty sure they're basically all the same, to be honest. Uh, it's, 
something that I don't really pay attention to because I just think the drops are a death trap or I just use them as bait and never really go for them. It's just easier to kill people that way. Make uh, so, yeah, make someone else work for you. Yeah, they go and open it. I see a gold scar that I want. I kill them. I walk up. Thanks. Got to go. Now, yeah. what are your thoughts on the boogie bomb? I don't mind the boogie bomb, actually. Uh, when they first brought it out, I had this one moment where this is actually what made me despise it at first. Uh, so I threw the boogie bomb, and I was close enough to where I made myself dance along with the guy I was trying to kill. So here we are. We're dancing. And then I stopped dancing, and I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, okay, awesome. I'm going to shotgun him now. We're that close. He's going to feel sad. And I went to shoot my shotgun and nothing. It wouldn't let me shoot my shotgun. So I'm just standing there like clicking on the button. <laughs> and yeah, it just wouldn't shoot. Like everyone's like, are you sure your shotgun was reloaded? In that game, if your shotgun's not reloaded, it's just going to reload as we all hopefully know. So yeah, no, like I tried reloading too and nothing. It was full on ammo. It was just... It, it won't work. So it was really frustrating because he ends up killing me because of it. And I hated it, but then they did some uh, updates to it, decreasing the dance time, blah, blah, blah. They sorted it out. And now it's just not, I don't, I don't care about it. It's, <laughs> it. People make me dance. I kill them. I make them dance. I kill them. Something like that. Yeah. The, Will and I got surprised by our first boogie. Was it me and you? It was yeah. us. We got surprised by our first boogie bomb. And as soon as we saw that, like, uh, disco ball come down, we're like, oh, no. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It, and then Brittany's yeah. like, why are you two dancing? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. What were we supposed to do? So do you um, you utilize, like, um, in-game strategies like the double shotgun where you have two pumps pump shotguns and then you'll shoot one and then quickly switch to the other one and then shoot that one and you get basically two more shots off faster than you could shoot one if it's uh early in the game and it's two green pump shotguns i will do that uh but as soon as i see a tactical shotgun that's better than a green one so blue purple as soon as i see one of those that will be my secondary shotgun so i'll green pump someone and then I'll switch to the tactical, and then I'll shoot them. I do this because the way I play, a lot of people play on, a, I believe the control setting is Combat Pro. I play on default, the very first controller setting that came out with the game. So I can't switch back and forth with the uh, bumper or the trigger buttons that you would use to switch back and forth on Combat Pro. Therefore, I've, if I want to switch back to the pump, the first pump, I have to cycle through every single thing. So doing it that way, I do a lot of damage with my first green pump shot, switch to the tactical, just finish them off quickly. I'm getting the feeling that you uh, play with your sound off and you just add the sound effects in yourself. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I will do that. Uh, little entertainment on streams, uh, twitch.tv slash BJCMS. All right, we'll make sure to throw that in the description so people can find you if they don't already. How many uh, how many streamers do you usually have when you play? As I'm playing, uh, it depends on how consistent I've been with my stream to have people coming back on a regular basis. Uh, when 
I was doing it every single day uh, before I started working in the film industry. It had as many as like 50 at some points. Uh, then, yeah, as of right now, somewhere between five and 10 consistently uh, moderators of my chat that have always been around. They, I trust them to always come back, so it's always cool. That's cool. I swear I saw like 9,000 the other day when I was at your house. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, that's probably total views on the oh, channel okay. or something. Gotcha. I got to ask, since I've been to your place, do you stream shirtless? No. Good answer. Well, <laughs> technically, actually, I have just with no camera on. I've streamed without a without a face cam or just a your just you and your B jams hat on. Uh yeah, with the B jams hat, the sweatpants, no socks, commando if I want, you know. So you're, <laughs> you, you're taking after uh, uh, Naked Eli when he does speed runs. He basically any any video he does when he's speed running, he's shirtless. I don't know. I, I've seen some videos of like a guy on Twitch who just streams shirtless all the time, but I don't know if that was his name. So I'm kind of now wondering if it is him. Yeah. Um, I just watch his, his Will and I are trying to speed run Halo to get those achievements. Speaking of, Halo 2 is has to be the hardest game to speed run ever. There's only been like 29 people in the world who have completed the three hour? You have to beat legendary in under three hours, so you got to speed run the whole game. Hmm. And it's just it, only twenty nine people in the world have gotten that achievement. I so, will be one of them. I'm... Uh, under point zero one percent of people have got this achievement. That's insane. We're still attempting. Regret is just ruining our day, though. Hey, we got it down to like twenty two. It was twenty yeah, twenty two or twenty four, but basically that. Um, for those who don't know what the level is, you start in this room and you get assaulted like right away by like everything. So Will and I developed a strategy where um, you throw a grenade, grenade jump, whatever, get out of the whole complex in like 10 seconds. So And then you got to deal with like sniper jackals, which is like instant 360 no scope. You like you don't even have time to like zoom in or even locate them. They just like instantly dome you. They won't even be looking at you. You'll look at them and next thing you know, you it just like a rifle shot coming yeah. straight at you their beam rifle like goes under their armpit like like <laughs> some crazy talk and then um you have to do three gondola rides. oh no four gondola rides and like you can't do anything about the time right they're each about like two three minutes so that's where you lose your time yeah so where do these people learn to do the speed run stuff because I don't know. obviously it's like you can't do that without using some sort of cheats or level skips or anything like that. Well, I mean, you just discover them. Like you just start fiddling around with the game and you just discover these things, right? Or um, speedrunners, I'm sure, will go out and find ways to shorten the level, right? There's one in Halo 1. Halo 1 is really fun to speedrun. Will and I got that achievement. But the fourth mission, they speedrun everything solo. So there's only one dude, but Will and I are doing everything two-player. So we discovered a way that I don't think anybody else has discovered to skip part of this level because you're supposed to like take the warthog down and like speed in and like jump out and and get inside this door before it closes. But in reality, the door closes and you got to go do like all this other level stuff and then come back. But you're skipping like, you know, 10 minutes of the game or 50 minutes of the game. Right. But anyways, we're in this like tight corner and 
Will was in the passenger seat of the Warthog and he gets out and he like clips through the wall and then falls all the way down and lands it and then yeah so we're like cool I don't think anyone knew how to do that so that's cool oh when I fell right through the floor yeah yeah that was like a good 50 60 foot a drop I thought I was gonna die just yeah. from that I, I'm shocked you didn't die you like just barely landed that no shields nothing yeah um, so Brandon, uh, do you speed run at all or do you just stick to tactically destroying everybody? Uh, so speed run, you talking about like playing the campaign mode and just going through it as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, no, I've never really done that to be honest. When I did play campaign games, I usually like to look for all details and make sure I get everything done. I, I was someone that really sat back and enjoyed that, uh, especially with the game's favorite video game series, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so having something like that with, at that time, the amazing graphics the game had, it really made me sit back, appreciate, and go for everything and get a 100% completion. Yeah, I'm like a dude. I like to um, get 100% completion as well. It, yeah, but there's uh, you, you reach a moment where you're like, it's not worth it, you know? We mentioned this last week with Zelda, where it's like, oh, 900 Korok seeds, and you get a golden pile of poo. It's like, not worth it. <laughs> but there's a lot of games like that nowadays. It's just too many side quests. Well, I, I mean, if you don't put all the side quests in, everyone's like, oh, there's not enough hours of gameplay. <laughs> no, but I remember like on Skyrim, I, I can't remember the quest, but it was literally just delivering an apple. Right. An apple. <laughs> Hang an apple to some old lady type thing. Do you get like a moderately decent amount of experience for it or no? No, it was like barely anything and tiny little bit of gold. Right. See, I, I feel a lot of those um, side quests are are time, time fillers almost. Like they don't give you much good loot. They barely give you any experience. So at what point have you outgrinded the the use of doing that side quest. You know what I mean? Like some of them are just a useless waste of time. Now, if we're going back and talking a little bit about uh speed running. Now, is speed running now a bit of uh the pro gaming community more of like the indie side, but there is tournaments and stuff now for speed speed running. That is something like I said uh it's something that never really interested it interested me. So it's like if I saw that on Twitch uh, being live streamed, a tournament, whatever, I probably would just look the other way and not really think anything of it. But there's tournaments for everything gaming-wise, it would seem now. So that does not really surprise me. Kind of interesting to think about, but at the same time, it's just something I've never really looked into. Yeah, I um I kind of felt the same way until um I wanted the 100% Master Chief collection and we started speedrunning Halo. And it's just I mean, we've played that game all four of those games like a million times through. Why so did it, I even agree to this? Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was nice to look at the game with a different perspective and a, and a different goal in mind. Now, uh, Brennan, we were also talking about games that you've been playing now and games that you're interested in playing professionally later on this year. What about unprofessionally? You mentioned Kingdom Hearts. There's Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out, I think, sometime this year. Are you interested? No, yeah, I'm super excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, the second they remastered and dropped 1.5 and plus 2.5 and 
uh, 0.8, Birth by Sleep, all like all the Kingdom Hearts games that came out in 2017. Bought it instantly, had it downloaded, ready to go. And yeah, I, I played the games. And even though it's the same game you've played, it's just nostalgia. Like, I, I love those games so much. I could sit there. It's like watching a Disney movie while you're actually controlling the characters. And I love that. So how long have you been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 now? What are we, like 15 years now, probably? I don't know. It's been a long time. Oh, buddy, don't talk. Don't tell me about waiting for a game that... Final Fantasy VII. I've been waiting for that remake for years. I'm still waiting. I'm actually really excited for that as well when it finally comes. Are you excited for the next COD game that'll probably come out in the next like four weeks? All COD games usually come out in November, usually the second Tuesday of each November. Uh, and actually, I am still excited for. Uh, the next Call of Duty, uh, it's rumored. Actually, I think it was confirmed now to be uh, Black Ops 4. And it's supposed to be Boots on the Ground Call of Duty. So uh, I love Boots on the Ground Call of Duty. So I can't wait, especially so, if it's anything like Black Ops 2 was. So Call of Duty, um, it's almost to the point where they're releasing new, just like a sports game every year. What was the big differences between the last call of duty and this new one right here or was there much of a difference do you just have to get the new one just to keep up with the online community of the game um the biggest difference anyone would really say would be going from jetpack call of duty back to boots on the ground after three to four years uh and it's kind of weird because i i was just I went from playing boots on the ground to playing jetpacks and I was one of the people that never really complained because I would call myself an aggressive submachine gun player in Call of Duty and on boots on the ground you're limited to that so when advanced warfare and jetpacks came into the play it's fast paced it actually kind of benefited like benefited me as a player uh I was just able to be a lot faster than I would have been able to be on boots on the ground. But at the same time, it uh, it made me learn some patience when playing the game because there's uh, different or certain scenarios where you have to be passive, you have to be more aggressive. Uh, you really just have to coordinate with the team that you're playing with in order to execute. Now, when you're playing, do you have like... Do you random players or do you have like a set of four friends that whenever they're on you guys squad up or uh for that uh we could kind of back up a little bit and we could talk about like uh like five six seven eight years ago playing call of duty uh you and your friends formed like a high school clan or something clans is what it, everything started out as you started out having a clan I think uh, in the town I lived in, we had a couple. One was like 40-ounce bounce for some reason. And then you have like the area code. That's a very popular one for clans. Uh, depending on how serious people were, they just took whatever their clan name were uh, or was. A uh, very popular one, Optic Gaming. Everyone had Optic in their gamer tag, whatever their alias is. 
And then they would go from being just the clan to being the organization. And right now, Optic Gaming is one of those, or the biggest Call of Duty organization in the world, to be honest. Uh, but it's it's insane to see the the change to where you go from playing with your friends or where something starts as playing with your friends to then uh, being an organization and people being business partners, teammates, co-workers. It's, it's, an, it's interesting to kind of just sit back and look at. Cool. All right. Um, I wanted to toss something your way. Um, a couple podcasts ago, we talked about a Pokemon MMO. Now, Will and I and Mark are not in any way, shape, or form developers so we were hoping you know some developers like hey i'll start on that right now you know but yeah um anyways i had another game idea that i wanted to maybe throw your way just to get your feedback on it and then if there's a game dev listening you can do it um so i was playing i can't remember what game i was playing i was talking to will i was on xbox live with him um so kind of pulling from battlefield one which I thought the online was like spectacular, like it was super balanced. Uh, there's no like when you died, you felt yeah, I I totally deserved to die. Like I shouldn't have ran out and charged that tank. Like you know, <laughs> um, but uh, I was thinking of a game where um, there's all the different ranks. Like everyone, and like in Call of Duty, you get ranked up. You're a lieutenant. You're a uh, whatever brigadier general, and then you work your way up to the top. But it doesn't really have it. You don't really have any relevance in the game other than your level right um so i was thinking about a game where you have an entire army and each position is fillable so if you have a general um you come in and that general plans out the attack so he's not the boots on the ground but he has like a map in front of him and he can give orders to all the different people right so he's kind of like the master of the whole plan so he's developing this um this plan of attack against the other team and then obviously the ranks go down, so like the boots on the ground people, the inventory, the inventory, the um, infantry are run by a sergeant, and that sergeant commands them. Like, would that kind of game interest you? You think? Uh, definitely, possibly. Uh, it it kind of immediately makes me think of kind of a risk board game kind of setting. You'd be the mastermind above, kind of just looking, directing the infantry to wherever you go to invade. Uh, it, yeah, I could see some uh, potential for sure. Uh, yeah. I've never played it, but like, if you were to get like a Monopoly Plus, where there's the risk game, like maybe it's something similar. But if you were to kind of uh, use the ideas how you were saying just having the one person be above uh guiding traffic so to speak mm -hmm. and then the people on the ground have kind of like a call of duty feel kind of playing or battlefield uh yeah that that could be a uh, kind of interesting and it could allow people to play different roles and uh kind of get their way of thinking going that was uh, pretty cool what you were touching on, Rodney, where you have one guy looking at the map and he can kind of choose, okay, I want to hit you on this side of the map. So when he decides that, it goes to your ground, your boots on the ground, guys, and that becomes your objective. So mm -hmm. he decides, okay, in order to win this, we need to take this hill. And that transfers to boots on the ground, and then they go and do it. So you can see as you progress, and yeah, 
that'd be yeah that'd be a good single player for that particular game absolutely um i was more touching on the multiplayer side so i mean the only issue with that is you're gonna get one like guy who's completely not complying with your orders and then it's gonna screw up everything but uh, uh yeah i think that'd be that'd be really cool like you have a tank unit and an air unit or wh whatever right and then everyone works together to yeah i definitely think that'd be a cool idea overall um I'm going to relate this to Call of Duty a little bit, and uh, not even just Call of Duty, but uh, Counter-Strike actually as well. Uh, Counter-Strike because uh, I don't actually know all the roles, but you have like the IGL, the in-game leader, the entry player who goes in, gets the first bloods, whatever. Uh, they have certain roles, and if you even take those roles and you apply them to Call of Duty players on teams, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, the mastermind who looks over everything. And uh, this is the reason why competitive Call of Duty is played on just regular, not hardcore, just regular playlist kind of game modes is because it gives you time to not die as fast. Uh, it gives the in-game leaders... So so to speak, or the mastermind that you're kind of talking about, the ability to, uh, if he dies, there's a respawn delay of, you know, 2.5 seconds, 5 seconds, 7.5. They vary in different respawn game modes, but they're able to open up their, uh, their leaderboard where it shows who's dead. They can call it the names of who they're looking for. Uh, hey, guys, we're looking for enable. Hey, guys, we're looking for nameless. Just other players on the team that are still currently alive. Hey guys, you have uh formal just spawned up three alive, two dead. You can just constantly communicate what needs to be done, who you're looking for, who, and actually at the same time, you know where the spawns are on the map. So it kind of helps as well, because if you say, Hey, formal just spawned up, you look at your radar. This is really important. So you have the radar. You know where they should be spawning. You position yourself and wait for them. That's where the strategy and knowing your positioning comes from. All right, so just wrapping things up here. Well, thanks a lot, Brandon, for joining us for this podcast. Thank you for having me. I had a and, good time. And Mark, thanks a lot for showing up for once. Will do. All right, thanks for listening to the VGN Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on our website at videogamesnow.ca. And from there, you can go to our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, or whatever else you're into these days. Also, don't forget to check us out on Patreon, where your donations will not only net you some sweet benefits, such as earlier access to videos and podcast episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, bloopers, exclusive content, and more. We'll give links on our website, which was videogamesnow.ca. And we have our question of the podcast episode, which is, what is your best game? This can be what game you're good at online, what game you're good at solo, whatever. What is your best game? Let us know on our social media pages. We'll see you all on the next one. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 